0: Ever wondered how two people can view the exact same situation and yet have two completely different perspectives? It's not just what you see. Sometimes it's what you don't see. Over the past few episodes, you've heard the story of other people's perspectives over a broken leg and over a broken relationship. If you missed them, we talked about how our perspective made all the difference in how we viewed that season in our lives. But today, It's time to talk about your perspective with three key time perspectives and get his perspective on it. Ready to get your time back by choosing your perspective wisely? Good, let's do it together. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian Time Management Coach, Priorities Protector, and Recovering To-Do List Girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half-present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what He's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present, and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Okay, before we get started, no, I did not get a new microphone. Well, actually I did, but that was a few months ago. Really, it's just my voice, but the show must go on. So bear with me as I have my hot tea and my water right next to me, because I felt like this message really needed to get out on time. And you know what? It's so interesting. How can two siblings, two coworkers, two friends, even a husband and wife living in the same house, see the same thing and yet arrive at such different conclusions and thus make different choices? Because it's not just about what you see, it's what you don't see that matters. Which is why it can actually be really healthy to get someone else's perspective. Now, it's only week two of the Redeem for Time group coaching program and we're already seeing the value of working on our hearts and calendars inside of community. Someone else picks up on things you didn't notice. Someone else has an idea you didn't think of. Someone else can see beyond what you can only dream of. Why? Because often we have blind spots, which reminds me of the first road trip I ever took with my hubby. Technically, we were not officially dating, but some friends needed a second vehicle to help them do a long distance move so we got voluntold to help. I actually think that was because they were trying to set us up. Spoiler, that was almost 29 years ago, so I guess it worked. Anyway, my hubby, then my not-quite-yet boyfriend, was putting himself through college, literally on a wing and a prayer, so his car was not smart in any way. In fact, I remember a few months after that when he drove to meet my family, my dad took one look at his beat-up Chevy Cavalier and said, You have a basketball holding up your driver's seat? Yep. And then he said to my dad, So where's the closest scrapyard? I need to get some parts. To which my dad, who had only ever dropped his vehicles off at the dealer for routine maintenance, and who traded in every three years like clockwork to avoid issues, responded, I have no idea, but we can look in the yellow pages to find out. (laughs) Yep. Just dated myself. And guess what? I survived the days before cell phones. And... We were none the worse for it. Back to the story. I had only ever driven with him for an hour or so at a time. So a 12 hour trip from the Midwest to the East Coast in that car was certainly stretching my faith. And now that I think about it, he did he didn't have a side mirror, which is probably why I had such an important job while sitting in the passenger seat. I was the blind spot observer. You know that few inches of space diagonal to the rear that you can't quite see in the rear view or side mirrors, so you have to look over your shoulder to check before you move over? Back in the days of Driver's Ed, you had to really be intentional about looking back. But now, it's become habit after all these years of driving. At least, it should be habit. So, since he could not depend on his side mirror, and I was much closer to the lane next to us anyway, he checked in with me before moving over to the right side the entire trip. Clear? He would ask and look sideways at me. Then I'd look right and say, All clear, signaling it was safe, or Not yet, if there was something in his blind spot. Let's just say having another perspective certainly saved a lot of crashes. And the same is true when we look at things in life. It's always a good idea to have someone by our side to give their perspective before we make a decision. Now, while the doors to the Redeem Her Time group coaching are closed till August, There is another way, another door open to get an outside perspective on your time. It's called a schedule shaping strategy session. Do you ever feel like you don't have enough time for all the things you think you should or could do? Maybe you've got some blind spots you can't see. That's the point of a strategy session to get another perspective on your time. We audit your time and your tasks, evaluate together, then build, test and tweak an ideal weekly time template. And here's what women find. Someone else can help you see what you can't see and do what you don't think you can do. And it's amazing how looking at things from a different perspective can make all the difference and help you get the time back you couldn't find before. So while you're waiting for the doors to the group coaching open again, you should totally grab a spot for a schedule shaping strategy session and start getting your time back. You can head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching dash session. And if you're multitasking, I'll just drop it in the show notes for you. Speaking of perspectives on time, let's look at what God has to say about it so you can apply it to your time. In Psalm 90, 21, the psalmist requests a new perspective on his time. and He says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. This verse teaches us to see the brevity of our lives. And in light of this perspective, we will then use our time wisely because when we realize our time on earth is limited, it creates a healthy sense of urgency, right? By recognizing the shortness of the time we have, we'll prioritize who and what matters most by making choices that honor our values. And this right perspective on our time gives us a right mindset in our heart. By numbering our days, we gain a heart of wisdom. And armed with this perspective, we gain discernment, a knowing about what to say yes to and when to say no. And with wisdom comes the ability to make better decisions about how to spend our time and avoid wasting it on things that don't matter in the long run. A right perspective helps us better live out Ephesians 5 by being intentional to make the best use of the time that we've been given. So what are the three time perspectives I promised at the beginning? I'm so glad you asked. Let me grab a sip and then I'll tell you. Kronos versus Keros, temporal versus eternal, and lack versus abundance. First, chronos versus keros. Did you know that there are two different Greek words for time used in the Bible? Kronos, used 54 times, refers to ordinary daily clock time. Chronological or linear time that can be measured as it passes in minutes, hours, days, months, years. This is the typical, typically the type of time that we order in our calendars. When we talk about Chronos time, we are often focused on quantity, how much time we have. A few examples in the Bible include, in Luke 2, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Here, Chronos time refers to a specific moment in the linear progression of time. In John 9.25, one thing I do know, that though I was blind, now, I see. The man who was healed of his blindness refers to a specific point in time when he was healed. That's Kronos. On the other hand, Kairos is used 86 times and refers to opportune moments, times of purpose or significance. It's an unquantifiable time that is not bound by a clock or a calendar, but rather by the purpose or significance of the moment. This type of time is outside of the ordinary, and the focus here is on quality how deep it is felt. A few examples in the Bible include Mark one fifteen, The time, Kairos, has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Here, Kairos time refers to moments of opportunity or significance in God's plan. And then, in Acts 1, 7, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Here, Times translates to kairos, referring to significant moments in God's plan that are not bound by chronological earthly time. So this chronos versus kairos gets me thinking. What kind of time is used in Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, which says, Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. But first, let me take a sip and I'm going to ask you, what's your best guess? It's actually keros, which in some translations reads, make the most of every opportunity. Here, that word opportunity or time translates to keros, urging us as believers to seize the present moment for God's purposes. When we look at our time as significant moments or opportunities, rather than just a chronological measurement that passes us by, it changes how we use it, or at least it should. Because when we're aware of God's purposes, we will seize the present moments to fulfill them. So let's be looking for Kiro's time. Number two, temporal versus eternal. I love listening to podcasts. I wonder why. And one in my library is called Her Renewed Strength, has changed how I say and think about those words. The host, Erica, calls herself your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. So her fun accent, she pronounces it temporal. I'll never say it the same way again. But no matter how you say it, how you view it is what makes all the difference. So what is the difference? Temporal, or temporal, refers to things that are related to measurable time, while eternal refers to things that are timeless or without beginning or end, aka what will last forever. Let's gain a perspective about the differences. In duration, temporal things have a finite length and exist within the bounds of time while eternal things are infinite and exist outside of time. And what about change? Temporal things are subject to change, decay and destruction because they're earthly, while eternal things are unchanging and enduring. And then there's perspective. Temporal things are often seen from a limited human perspective, while eternal things are from God's infinite divine perspective. And what about value? Temporal things are often seen as passing and of limited value, while eternal things are considered to be of ultimate and lasting value. And last, in relationship, temporal things are often related to the physical and material world, while eternal things are related to the spiritual realm. Oops, never mind, I've got one more. Importance. Temporal things may have significance in the short term, while eternal things have significance in the long term and into eternity. So when it comes down to it, The difference between temporal or temporal and eternal is really one of perspective and scale. Because while temporal things have their place and value in our daily lives, as believers, we consider eternal things to be of ultimate significance and worth. Talk about what matters most and will last longer than us. That's a much better way to invest our time. Now, I'm not saying you should go tell your family or boss you're done, ditching any and all tasks or responsibilities you have that focus on the material world, but I do want you to challenge, I do want to challenge you to look deeper, to discover their eternal value or their lack thereof. Let's take laundry, for example, washing, drying, folding, and hopefully putting away clothes that will only get worn, torn, and forlorn does have eternal value because you're caring for your family by providing for their physical needs so they can feel secure in a nurturing home where they're not being neglected. And in that home, you can also care for their spiritual growth and needs. So why not take the opportunity, Kairos, to pray for your family members as you spend time, Chronos, sorting their socks. Just make sure you exercise self-control and not wrongly focusing on how you look or how much clothing you own. And since we've recently talked about our phones, this is another place that we can find, or not find, eternal significance, or temporal waste. If you want to dive deeper into whether or not you're using your phone time well, go binge the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge Series, episodes 105 to 122. And for now, ask yourself, is the Kronos time you're spending on your phone looking for moments of Kero's time to build his kingdom for eternal purposes? A great example is found in Matthew 6, 19 through 20, where Jesus contrasts the temporal nature of earthly treasures, which are subject to decay and theft, with the eternal nature of heavenly treasures, which are lasting. And he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. With a perspective like that on our time, one that sees where something is merely temporal or where it builds towards eternal, it affects or should affect what we choose to do and not do. And number three, lack versus abundance. We all know a lack perspective on time is one that focuses on the limited amount of time that we have in the feeling that there's never enough time to do everything we want or need to. Can you relate? <laughs> yep, me too. And I'm sure you know by experience this perspective often leads to stress, anxiety, and a sense of urgency to do all the things. When we have a feeling of scarcity and a belief that time is a scarce resource, it may look on the surface like we're just using it wisely and efficiently, but in reality it's an attempt to grab onto as much as we can to control it. On the other hand, an abundance perspective on time is one that recognizes the infinite nature of time In the idea that there is enough time to do everything that is truly important. Have you heard my reminder at the end of every episode, where I say, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to? Why do I remind you of this every single time? Because he is the source of our time, and he exists beyond the boundaries of it, and he is the reason for it. This time perspective focuses on the importance of being more present in the moments, those kairos, spending our chronos time to appreciate God's gifts that are right in front of us and who and what truly matter most. Because in contrast to a lack perspective, seeing his abundance and his sovereignty over all of it leads to a sense of peace and trust and a slowing of time because we see it as a generous gift from God that is meant to be savored and enjoyed for his glory. Where is this lack versus abundance perspective on time in the Bible? I'm so glad you asked. Here are a few places. First, Psalm 39 4 through 5. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days, that I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as hand breaths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but vapor. This passage reflects a lack of perspective on time, it is emphasizing the brevity and the fragility of life. But, like we said earlier, when you see What you see and do with that perspective is what makes all the difference. Does this cause you to try to grasp fleeting time and focus on only yourself? Or does it prompt you to look beyond your life that will not last and consider how to invest it in eternity? And notice the time perspective in Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Do you recall us talking about this exact verse on episode 120? If not, make sure to go back and listen after this. This scripture reflects an abundance perspective on time, emphasizing the beauty and purpose of God's timing, keros, and the eternity set in the human heart, such that we know there is more than what's right in front of us, more than just the Kronos. He created us for eternity, to be in relationship with him forever. That, my friend, is an amazing way to view and use your time for sure. Ultimately, both time perspectives have their place and value in our lives as long as they are directing our gaze towards him, not ourselves. So, are you seeing your time differently now? What difference will looking at time in terms of chronos versus keros, temporal versus eternal, lack versus abundance, have on how you make the best use of it? I know we've covered a lot today, but like we always say around here, It all starts with awareness. Once we recognize where we are, we can measure what we're doing or what we're believing against what's true in his word. Think blind spot finder, because that's what the Bible does. It points out what we can't or don't see in ourselves. And then we choose what we do or what we don't do. It's all about your perspective and what he says about it. Let's pray and ask for his wisdom. dear Father, we acknowledge that you are beyond our comprehension as humans, bound by time. And because you are the author and sustainer of time, we acknowledge your sovereignty over it all and the purposes in it that are beyond our ability to make sense of it. Thank you that we don't have to see it from eternity past to eternity future. We just need to look to you. Just as a psalmist, we ask that you would teach us to number our days so that we would gain a heart of wisdom and in turn redeem the time that you have given us for your glory. Give us eyes to see beyond the here and now and hearts that long for eternity with you. And may we spend our time preparing for that day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't you love how his perspective changes everything? Because often we have blinders on, and that's why we need each other, to remind us to look at it from another view, a true one that's not blinded by our own hearts. Want to get an outside and biblical perspective on your time? Don't forget to go grab a schedule shaping strategy session before you spend your time on anything else. I'll drop the link in the show notes. You know how to find those, right? And together, let's have a right perspective on our time. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do what He's called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow His example to create a rightly worded schedule in a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women just like you Find real life answers to. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15 minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.